Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. The show is powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbooks. They've got their win totals up. Go ahead and dive in. Make some Christmas money. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. The Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Our TV graphics are messing with me, but that's all right. Uh, you can watch the show right now on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. Okay. You can watch the show on Facebook, search the Out of Bounds Show, and you can watch the show on YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. Got that? Facebook is the Out of Bounds Show, and uh, YouTube is Out of Bounds Sports. We want to welcome in our friend Mike Dettelier, Mike D, LSU Insider, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line, and we're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. Mike D., we had a Luganbill mention, Tom Luganbill mentioned he called the LSU spring game, and he said that uh, he wouldn't be surprised if Nussmeyer uh, won the job. Obviously, Miles Brennan's been there forever. Um, I think there's one other guy that may be into consideration. Would you be surprised if, if Nussmeyer won the job? 
I thought he was. I thought Garrett was the most improved player from a year ago on that LSU team. I really did. Uh, he was a gunslinger. He didn't like the moniker, but that's exactly what he was a year ago. He was a gunslinger. You know, uh, he's a little bit different than other LSU quarterbacks that we've seen, and that he's barely six foot tall. Um, he's a movement guy. He throws well off the run. Uh, he's very confident uh, as a player, uh, extremely. And I think maybe a little bit too much so, maybe year one. And he's got some experience. I saw improvement in his reads and his recognition skills. And knowing a few guys that are on the staff today, they brought that up to me that he has gotten better uh, in that category of reads and recognition. So it wouldn't be a total shock to me. I still think Miles is the guy. Um, but I think Garrett is right there. The The other players, Jaden Daniels from Arizona State, who started for two seasons uh, for the Sun Devils, year one, I thought he played really well. Uh, he's a tremendous athlete, uh, long, lanky, um, lengthy guy that's got tremendous foot speed. And um, what we saw a year ago at Arizona State was an offensive line that couldn't protect him well. He was erratic throwing the football. And his receivers, it was no better than 50-50 if they were going to catch any pass he threw to them. So he went through the transition uh, in the spring. So there – I think what told me it was Miles Brennan was every year uh, for Manning, Archie will go to the head coach and say, I I don't want a quarterback controversy here. I I don't want him answering 5,000 questions about who he's up against. Give me your number one guy. Brian Kelly sent Miles Brennan. Okay. So maybe Luganville isn't aware of that, but but I get where he's coming from with Garrett. That I, I did think he was the most improved player from a year ago, especially on offense. There's no question about it. Uh, but he, he's a little bit different. He's not your six foot three quarterback. Uh, he's your six foot quarterback, and man, he makes some plays now, and he is supremely confident. As a player, he really is. Uh, but I, I think if you started the season tomorrow, it would be Brennan. Okay. But but you feel like, um, well, even right now, coming out of the spring, but in August, that it, it'll be really close between Garrett Nussmeyer. Is it Nuss or Nuss? It's Nussmeyer. Nuss. Nussmeyer. Between yeah, Nussmeyer and, see- and Miles Brennan, you feel like it will be super Competitive and really close, Mike? Yeah, I think all three. Uh, because J- Jaden brings that running ability. Now, I do know Brian told us twice, on, on both times we've had him on WWL, that, you know, I'm not crazy about, you know, alternating quarterbacks. But if I had to, I would. If I have to, I will. Uh, so I think what he's telling you is I would like a clear cut winner. And that, uh, but that doesn't mean I'm in bed with him forever. 
So let, let's say Miles gets denied, and maybe there's a rough road. I don't think he would have any issue because he's not married to any of these guys. He really isn't. Now, the one guy he is married to is the freshman Walker Howard. And so this was the Saturday of the Manning camp, and Archie decides that he's going to invite all of the LSU quarterbacks to come in if they wanted to, and all of them did. Walker Howard, Garrett Nussmeyer, Jaden Daniels, they all came in along with, uh, well, Miles was already there uh, for two days. And uh, the oohs and ahs weren't about Garrett Nussmeyer and Jaden. It was Walker Howard. Mm. And and he's the future. He's the future at quarterback. No question. Okay. So... And so that brings another... That brings another stick in the spoke uh, with all of this. And so, you know, you can tell Walker's got, Walker's got some talent. And, he, man, he's got some arm talent. And, you know, again, you know, with his dad, was a former starting quarterback at LSU and Jamie Howard. And uh, he's, he's a very talented young man. But, again, he's a true freshman. I, I think they'd really like to redshirt him if they could, uh, to redshirt him this year and then, you know, next year I think it, he would be the to me the clear front runner for the job in 2023. Mm-hmm. All right, so Miles Brennan is in his sixth year. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was one of the funniest lines of the Manning camp. Uh, Walker brought up to him, yeah, he says, uh, Miles, I remember when you signed with LSU. I was in the seventh grade. Really? (laughs) And you figure out the math, that's true. What? Uh, Yeah, Miles was in the seventh grade. I mean, Walker was in the (laughs) seventh grade. And so, you know, Miles got a kick out of Walker saying it. But it, it's it's true. I mean, you know, Miles is like a ten year veteran, uh, <laughs> so to speak, uh, at LSU, and so um, yeah, you know, he's he's been through a lot, and a lot, you know, he's had some injuries along the way, and he's been so and, close, Mike. I mean, he he was playing well a couple of years ago and got injured. And I mean, gets, he got injured in the van. Oh uh, man, I mean, uh, he got injured in that game and um, against Missouri and. You know, he tried to come back from that and couldn't. And it, he went to see a lot of specialists for that. And it was normally an injury you would suffer in a car crash, is what doctors told him. And so he came back from that. He, I still believe. Now, some of them who tell you, well, I knew he, I knew it was going to be Max Johnson last year. Well, I do know who I was talking to. And he was the head coach. And if had Miles been healthy, he would have been the starter. Now I'm not saying he'd have held on to it, but then he gets injured. He gets uh, he was uh, out of fishing camp, and he gets uh, a shoe caught, you know, in a in a stair, and he takes a tumble and oh, no. uh, breaks his shoulder. And so, um, you know, the guys that tell you that other stuff, and they got a couple of them that you know they they got insider information but i don't know who they get it from uh i do know who i got it from and i think miles would have been the guy uh had he not gotten hurt 
Now, could he have held off Max throughout the season? That would have been the big question. But, uh, you know, he, he didn't get that opportunity and looked as though he was headed to Nebraska. And at the last minute, you know, Brian Kelly comes in and says, no, I want you to stay. Oh, man, this is, man, this is fascinating to me because, uh, you know, Miles Brennan has, has been so close. Um, he's got skills. He could be a good player. LSU's always loaded around all these dudes. Um, and then, and then the Nussmeyer thing is interesting. Um, and then you got the other two, the Arizona state transfer. I don't think Walker Howard's ready either. So man, uh, Wow. Brian Kelly, and, he, he, you know, I mean, it could be close two, three weeks into August practice, Mike. Yeah, I, I think for LSU, when when you take, listen, they loaded that wide receiver. Yeah, they are the defensive line. They, they got some talent there, um, you know, because I've had people, you know, say, well, they left the cupboard bare. Well, I had an SEC head coach tell me the cupboard bare. Uh, when I took over, well, I'm not going to say the program, I didn't have no Mason Smith, Ali Gay, uh, you know, B.J. Ojolari. When I took over, I didn't have no Micah Baskerville or Greg Penn. You know, when I took over in that front seven at linebacker, here's the crazy part. The area that normally is the strength of LSU on defense is the biggest question mark this year, cornerback. You lose Stingley and Flott early to the NFL. Elias Ricks and McLaughlin made business decisions, and Elias goes to Alabama. McLaughlin goes to Arkansas. So you lost your top four corners. And now you got a lot of transfer guys, but which? how does that emerge? Because normally that has been the strength of that football team, has been in the secondary. And this year, it is the biggest question mark. And you can make an argument, the biggest question mark on that football team is that cornerback. And normally, that's been the strength of their team. No doubt. But surely they have some, I mean, they may not be experienced, but surely they got some guys on the roster that they, like, project they got that a lot they of like. They got a lot of transfer people. Okay. Uh, you know, you got transfer people from Oklahoma State. You got to transfer people to University of Louisiana and Gardner, who I think is a really good player. Uh, you had a former starting cornerback from Ohio State who is has battled a knee injury, and now he's here. So you've got some talent, but it's still quite, you know, you don't know. And so that is going to be interesting to see how that works out at corner. But I think they can get a push-up front. Their linebacking core is really good, and the safety position is, I think, has always been good at LSU, yeah. and I think it is again this year. Um, the big question mark on offense is consistency at quarterback and how quickly all this meshes in the secondary, especially at corner. And the other part, and again, uh, we had – one guy who supposedly covers the LSU, but he says, well, kicking is irrelevant. You know, my thing is, kicking's irrelevant. You ought to be kicked in the head. Hmm. Uh, the kicking game is important, and the fact that their kicker, you know, gets picked, and he's with the Browns now. You got a true freshman and Nathan Dybert from Michigan, 
Now, unsolicited, Brian Kelly went on and on and on about him with us, that he thinks that he's every bit as good as anybody that's kicked at LSU the last few years. And Cade York was there. And he, I, in my opinion, he was the best field goal kicker I've ever seen at LSU in my 30 years covering the team. Can't tell me kicking is irrelevant. Uh, these games in the SEC are all close. Field position matter, and points are premium. But uh, I think LSU's got a pretty good team. But, you know, when you're not secure at quarterback, and you've got some question marks in the secondary, and you've got a a true freshman kicker, that raises kind of the bar a little bit here. And but Brian's always put a lot of emphasis on the kicking game, and and he's made it a point uh, in the times we've spoke about you know Brian Polian and how much time they spend in the kicking game because hmm. he thinks that it matters in three to four games a year if you don't have your kicking game settled okay. that it co- it could cost you three to four games a year yeah Mississippi and i think, State and last I think year. kelly's absolutely right about it i think he's absolutely right about it okay. now again some of the veteran sports casters or sports writers, they don't believe that. But again, God bless them. <laughs> they'll, they'll be the, no, they'll be the first geniuses <clears throat> that want to write a story about how much LSU misses not having Cade York. But in the offseason, oh, well, that's the least of their problems. No, it, it's a major issue uh, with a true freshman coming in as a kicker. And he brought in his own punter from Notre Dame. Because LSU lost their punter, too. Ah, okay. They lost their punter, the the, uh, kickoff specialist, and field goal kicker. Bang. All across the board. And their top return man. You know, Mike. He went to Nebraska. Dang. Uh, Mike Mike D. Mike Dettelier, uh, LSU insider, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. show is brought to you by Sound and Communications. Mike, I'm looking at win totals for LSU. It's at six and a half. Um, I'm taking the over on. That. I am too. As I as I, I, I walk through the schedule, I took that already. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> no, one of the things with Brian, and the one time he snapped a little bit out of reporter was about what do you think about what Vegas is saying? And he said, "I didn't come here to win seven games." Whoa. He said, no, they didn't hire me, and I didn't come here to win seven games. And so I think he he sort of laid the groundwork that, okay, you want to believe that? That's great and fine. But that's not what I'm here for. Uh, You know, they're not paying me $10 million a year to be a seven and five coach. No, No matter if it's year one or year three. Now, if it's in year three, then he, then he might be in trouble. Uh, but I do think that he's got enough talent to win eight plus. Eight, you yeah. know, being an eight and four team, and and maybe a ninth win in a bowl game. Now, Brando thinks he's they are double digit winning team because Tim has been on the show a couple different times, and and he 
he thinks they they'll win ten games. Uh, but I, I think the six and a half, uh, I'm going to go with the over on that. Okay. Because I you know, they say, well, the Florida State game's not a home game. Well, what the hell you think? And you playing in New Orleans is for LSU. <laughs> you know, come on, common sense. Uh, but listen, we've had a couple of people tell us that too, and I'm almost had to pick myself up off the seat that it's you know it's a neutral site. Neutral site. They got more LSU fans in New Orleans than they do in Baton Rouge. Right. That's because right. Of the, because of the amount of people there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a home game when LSU plays in the Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, you know, that might be breaking news for some of the national guys, but it is a home field advantage for LSU. I think the swing game is at Florida, Mike. I, I think the the game for me, and it's always been a pivotal game, has been Auburn. Oh. that Those Auburn games That's true. have – have been sort of nutty across the board. And LSU had them by the teriyaki last year and let them loose because they, they had them for a while. And then Knicks was unbelievable. It really was. Yeah. He, he, he played maybe the best game he's ever played in an Auburn uniform. And getting away from well, – they, they had him bottled up, and he made some big plays with his feet. Uh, so – I think that Auburn game is critical because literally they don't have to leave the state of Louisiana in September, right? In early August, mm. they. I mean, everything is either in New Orleans or home. Yeah, so you got to get off to a fast start. Brian should take care of. Uh, you know, I just don't think. I don't know. Calzada at quarterback. Brian Harson. It looks like they're in uh, dysfunctional and turmoil, chaos. But so, just when you think that'll happen, well, that's true. You come up with some. Listen, Coach O was in trouble a few years ago in that Auburn game, and Auburn dominated them in the first half. And all of a sudden, that heat of South Louisiana started to beat down on them uh, in the second half, and DJ Chalk uh, returns a punt. And listen, it was fifty-fifty if DJ would catch a punt. Because I've been at the practices, and, and and DJ he, you know he was hit and miss, but boy when he was hit, he was something, and he returns that punt and it changed the entire game. Uh, and LSU was down, I want to say it was like twenty to three or something in that range. I remember Russell that. Gage makes a one-handed catch at the end of the first half uh, for a, t- a score, but it was chalk on a special teams play. That really changed the outcome, and man, the Auburn players at the end, <laughs> the the flowers had wilted on that team, and yet th- that those LSU Auburn games have been really weird. I'm gonna be honest with you. Throughout the years, I, and for as long as I can remember, it has been a pivotal game for both teams, and uh, we talked about this a few years back. Um, you know, when LSU left his last game and it looked as though the loser of that game would get fired. And it came down to a play at the end, you know, and the time ran out and Les got fired after the game. Wild. And Malzone, you know, he you know, he he survived. You know, yeah. Gus survived then. We'll leave it there. We'll see who it is. Miles Brennan, Nussmeyer. Um, you know, 
that'll be they'll be throwing to some talented, talented receivers. And I like LSU over at six and a half win total. He is Mike D. Mike Detillier at Mike Detillier on Twitter. He joined us on the Corona Premier guest line. Have a great week, Mike D. Thanks. Thank you, Bo. WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Mike Detillier brought to you by Sound and Communication, soundcomab.com. And, of course, uh, they'll put together your church AV system, conference room, sound and video systems, PA system for your high school football, junior college, G5, P5, soundcomab.com, the leader in top quality audio and visual. All right, let's talk food today. We did that earlier uh, in the first show. Now we'll uh, in the first show, in the first hour of the show. And this show's flying by, by the way. Uh, Highball Eats and Fondry. It's right by the Capri, the new movie theater. And Highball Eats is the restaurant and bar. It's open for lunch and dinner. And they took the greatest hits from Robert St. John's Hattiesburg restaurants, including Crescent City Grill, El Rio, Tabella, you know the drill. And they created a menu at Highball Eats in Fondren for lunch and dinner. It's a restaurant and bar first, and then a super cool movie theater and bowling alley. Highball Eats in Fondren, open for lunch and dinner. Plenty of parking behind there. Greatest hits from Robert St. John's restaurants in Hattiesburg, including fresh seafood, gumbo, Tex-Mex bowls, all at Highball Eats in Fondren. Bill Blackwell, Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, 915.